From WGVU, this is Focus West Michigan for Wednesday, February 14, 2024. I'm Joe Blecky. For our main feature today, Patrick Center brings us the latest edition of Crane's Grand Rapids Business Brief. Also, GVSU's cybersecurity program has secured an important recognition. There's good news for black bears in Michigan and more state and West Michigan news. Focus West Michigan is brought to you by listeners like you. To support this show and everything we do, visit wgvunews.org and click the donate button. The cybersecurity program at Grand Valley State University recently received recognition from the National Security Agency. As WGVU Steve Morrison reports, that's a key step in expanding the program's reach and reputation. There are now 200 students in the bachelor's and master's cybersecurity programs started in 2019. Andrew Califut is an associate professor in the School of Computing. He says earning national validation from the NSA is an important external stamp of approval. That validation involves the NSA looking at our faculty, our student activities, and the curriculum for the program, and validating that they feel that we're covering the right materials with the right quality. He is also the director of the new Institute for Cybersecurity Education and Research, or ICER, that focuses on developing programs with K-12 educators and on industry outreach. So that we can get cybersecurity professionals in front of our students, build these relationships. Undergraduate Jacob Nyhustle says he came into the program as a lowly freshman during the pandemic and watched the program grow with an approach he thinks is smart. The way that Grand Valley especially has approached, you know, getting us prepared has always been let's learn how to learn these new things, not necessarily let's hash out this one software or this one protocol and that. And that's what makes it exciting for me. Elephant says the next stage is all about collaboration. He encourages K-12 educators and businesses that need cybersecurity help to reach out out. See what we do and what we can offer and get in contact. I'm Dee Morrison. Michigan's bear population is on the rise. That's according to new data from the State Department of Natural Resources. The agency says that Michigan is home to about 12,000 bears, most of them in the Upper Peninsula. The DNR says the state's bear population has increased 21% in the UP and 55% in the Northern Lower Peninsula since 2012. Ahead of Michigan's presidential primaries, two West Michigan County clerks hosted a virtual news conference ensuring secure and accurate elections. WGVU's Patrick Center has the details. County clerks want voters to better understand the voting system. Number one, election officials and election workers receive intense training. Number two, they're Michigan citizens affiliated with a political party. And number three, the elections process is secure, transparent, fair, and accurate, and it relies on tried and tested systems of checks and balances. Kent County Clerk Lisa Posthumus Lyons joined Ottawa County Clerk Justin Roback, both Republicans. Roback says transparency and accountability are built into the system. It begins in a public forum with testing of ballots and every voting machine. Throughout the election process, as ballots are issued to voters, there are precinct observers, challengers, and poll watchers. Election results are audited, certified by the bipartisan independent Board of County Canvassers. They are looking at the number of ballots issued and the number of voters on the poll book in every single precinct. 
They're verifying that information in a bipartisan fashion and in full view of the public. Robeck and posthumous Lyons encourage election skeptics and the general public with questions to contact their county clerk's office for more information. I'm Patrick Center. School districts across Michigan are asking families to show some love this Valentine's Day by sending their kids to class. As WGVU's D. Morrison reports, it's Count Day. Attendance in school is important every day, but on the second Wednesday in February each year, it counts toward money for the districts. Count Days are when all public schools in Michigan tally the number of students attending their schools. That information is critical to districts because each student gets a certain amount of state funding. The calculation is based on a blend of spring and fall student counts. Spring counts count in February makes up 10% of funding, and fall count in October represents 90%. Grand Rapids Public Schools sent an email asking people to spread the word via social media and urging all students to attend class on Wednesday. Children who are sick or unable to attend need to notify their school offices for an excused absence to still be counted. I'm Dee Morrison. The Ottawa County Parks and Recreation Commission is kicking off its strategic planning process and wants to hear from the community. WGVU's David Limbaugh shares a new online survey. Even if you're not a resident of Ottawa County, if you use their parks, they want to hear from you. The survey is basically to better understand the community's perception and satisfaction with our park system. Riley Dorman is the communications specialist for Ottawa County Parks. We're also trying to gauge who's actually using the park as well as how frequently they're using the spaces. The Parks Commission was established in 1987. Since then, the organization has strategically focused on the county's four greenway corridors, that being the Grand River, the Lake Michigan shoreline, the Makatawa River, and the Pigeon River. This focus led to the approval of a parks millage in 1996, plus two renewals, one in 2006 and another in 2016. The commission hopes this survey will help guide it when proposing an updated millage renewal in 2026. Our department has focused predominantly on land acquisition in the past 30 years because that was what was laid out in our previous plan. So now it's kind of deciding where do we want to go from there and what do people want to see from the Parks Department. Dorman says they want to hear from as many people as possible. You can take the survey online at myottawa.org parks until April 10th. A public presentation of the strategic plan will be held in June. I'm David Limbaugh. Ottawa County Administrator John Gibbs no longer has the authority to hire, fire, or transfer employees under his supervision. WGVU's Phil Dawson reports those powers were revoked by the Board of Commissioners. The motion introduced by Board Chair Joe Moss restricts the authority of Administrator John Gibbs immediately and indefinitely. Applies to proposed hires and transfers by the Ottawa County Administrator effective immediately. Gibbs did not comment or object to limits on his power because he did not attend the board meeting Tuesday and Commissioner Jacob Bonema wanted to know why. Has anybody seen him today? I don't know. Feel free to go check if you'd like. At your uh, suggestion, I did walk back there. I spoke to staff. He's not in the building, has not been in the building today. The board also narrowly approved $100,000 to hire a consultant to help Gibbs with strategic planning, although Commissioner Roger Berman said previous administrators did the planning themselves. We've got an administrator that can't do his job. But Commissioner Allison Miedema supports hiring an outside planning consultant. To get different eyeballs on things. Gibbs was the Donald Trump-backed candidate who defeated Grand Rapids Congressman Peter Meyer in the 2022 Republican primary. He was hired in Ottawa County after losing to Democrat Hillary Skolton in the general election. We're going to need to work with our administrator, and no one in the building knows where he is. I'm Phil Dawson.
A new app was launched today that alerts Ottawa County residents to cardiac arrest events in their area. WGVU's David Limbaugh explains how the app will help save lives. PulsePoint is a phone application alerting users when someone nearby is experiencing cardiac arrest. When the event is called into 911, PulsePoint alerts participants within a quarter-mile radius of the nearest automated external defibrillator, or AED. It's casting a, a wide net for anyone and everyone that's able to be close by and help out. According to Pete McWaters, Executive Director, director at Ottawa County Central Dispatch, app users trained in CPR will also be notified. People trained in CPR are going to be able to get there quicker than even the first responders, and then the first responders will then show up to take over care. According to Dr. John Kramer, medical director for HeartSafe Holland, when someone experiences a cardiac arrest, CPR needs to begin as quickly as possible in order to manually move blood through the heart until it can be jump-started with an AED. For every minute that the heart is stopped, an individual's chance of survival decreases by 10%. So, you know, if we can start CPR within a minute or two, the likelihood of that individual surviving the cardiac arrest and going home without any significant problems is significantly elevated. You can find the PulsePoint app in your cell phone's app store. I'm David Limbaugh. A Michigan Republican accused of participating in a fake elector plot after the 2020 presidential election has testified that he did not know how the electoral process worked and never intended to make a false public record. James Renner said earlier today during a preliminary hearing in Lansing for a half dozen other electors who face forgery and other charges that they were told it was an appropriate process. Attorney General Dana Nessel has said Renner was one of 16 Republicans who acted as false electors for then-President Donald Trump. Nessel has said the fake electors signed their names to certificates stating they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president. Charges against Renner were dropped last year. We invite you to celebrate Black History Month with a closer look at the lives of the many Black Americans who have made indelible marks on history with their artistry, achievements, leadership, and community activism. From the heroes of the past to the visionaries of the present, WGVU Public Media is committed to bringing you content that educates, inspires, informs, and entertains. Learn more at wgvu.org slash blackhistorymonth. Today on our Cranes Grand Rapids Business Brief, WGVU's Patrick Center talks with Cranes senior writer Mark Sanchez about an increase in college and university enrollments, more dollars budgeted for the Pure Michigan Tourism Campaign, and highlights from Grand Valley State University's Regional Health Check Report. Well, one of the things that really jumped out of the report to me, and, and this is a report Grand Valley's uh, Seedman College of Business does every year, takes a look at just health check the status of the healthcare uh, economy here in West Michigan, the four-county area, Kent, Ottawa, Muskegon, Allegan. And one of the things that really jumped out is just what they call a burgeoning, a bastion of optimism in the broader job market landscape. And that's basically employment growth for uh, care providers, physician practices, hospitals, care centers. There's a number of jobs being added in uh, a whole bunch of fields of healthcare these days. It's a really a growth sector here in West Michigan, as it is all over the country. In particular, things such as obviously nurses, there's been a big nursing shortage in this country for many years. Home health aides, as we move more toward this care model of an aging population, um, folks as they perhaps start experiencing health issues as they age, 
prefer to age in their home. So home health aides is a big area for employment growth, medical assistance, dental assistance, and nursing aides. Those are just some of the fastest growing uh, professions in healthcare right now. And it's a, again, it's a big sector, a lot of jobs. This is one of the areas identified for growth and one of the trends identified in this Grand Valley Annual Health Check Report. Yes, there are job openings. Are there the skilled workers to fill those positions? Well, that's the issue across the economy and in every sector right now. We're seeing more work. Uh, the health system's working directly with community colleges and the colleges and universities. We had another story uh, just last week as well. Trinity Health Grand Rapids is working with Central Michigan University. That's creating an on-campus four-year nursing program. And Trinity Health Grand Rapids is going to be one of the uh, clinical training locations when nurses go through their clinical rotations and uh, do their clinical training on site at a care provider. Trinity Health will uh, become one of those sites for Central Michigan. And the hope there is not only to train that new generation of nurse, but perhaps they had a good experience during their clinical rotation there. They'll look to go to work there and apply for an open position. So every health system has a lot of open nursing positions. There's been a lot of work, sign-on bonuses, retention bonuses, higher pay, but there's also a very high burnout rate in that profession right now. And a lot of folks, especially during the last four years, have left the profession or they decided to go to a maybe a little less stressful care setting. Burnout's a big issue. So that is the question, the point you raised, is there enough people to fill these positions? We're an aging population. That means we require more care the baby boomers are retiring, so that increase in demand, the supply is going down as an entire generation retires. So there's a supply and demand issue in healthcare right now for labor. And yeah, the health systems are obviously very acutely aware of it. They're doing what they can to bring more people into the profession to fill all these jobs that are going to be created in the years ahead. We're talking with Cranes Grand Rapids business senior writer Mark Sanchez. The Pure Michigan Tourism Campaign took a budget cut last year. The governor had her State of the State address not so long ago and has proposed a budget. Now we're seeing some dollars being funneled back in to the Pure Michigan Tourism Campaign. Yeah, this is the campaign that promotes uh, Michigan as a vacation destination, promotes the tourism industry here in Michigan. And it's been a quite a successful campaign if you uh, trust the analytics that go on each year at, that Travel Michigan does. In last year's budget, it took a big hit in funding. Uh, the governor and the legislature only allocated $15 million in the general fund for the uh, Pure Michigan tourism promotion effort. In the budget proposal, the governor uh, pitched the legislature last week it would raise that to $35 million for the coming fiscal year that starts uh, October 1. So restore a good chunk of the funding. But as always, it's it's not quite as much as the uh, industry would like to see. There was a new uh, coalition, industry coalition that just came together to really advocate for the promotion and to advocate for the public funding for the promotion. That's, again, been going on since 2006. This coalition really wanted uh, to get that back up to $50 million. But right now, the proposal's $35 million for the next fiscal year. The budgets now go through the legislative process, committee and subcommittee meetings and hearings. So we'll probably find out perhaps midsummer, late summer, exactly what level of funding the legislature will allocate for Pure Michigan. But bottom line, there is a movement afoot to bring that funding level back up to some of the years that have enjoyed in the past. Will that satisfy industry leaders who you talk with? Don't know if it'll satisfy. You know, there's always this 
yearning for more funding, more, you know, you're talking about the appropriations process and public funding. So it's one of those, everybody always wants more, no matter where it is in the budget. It's what the legislature at that point in time and the governor are willing to do and they can afford to do. Everybody wants more universities, colleges want to see enrollment increase. We've seen a bit of a lull in higher ed enrollment, and now it's starting to pick up again. Yeah, for about a decade, we saw declines at four-year universities and kind of ups and downs at uh, community colleges. And this is a story our uh, colleague uh, Sherry Welch over at Cranes Detroit did this week, looking at enrollments at Michigan colleges, and they've ticked up after years of declines. Not huge increases, but boy, it's, it's reversing that direction. And, uh, you know, for years we've been telling folks, got to get a college education for a number of reasons. I don't quite understand that those enrollments have been dipping. And then, of course, they uh, declined as well during the last four years in the pandemic. But now we're getting back to a period where those en- enrollments are beginning to pick up. There are programs, the Michigan Achievement Scholarship, that has helped students fund to go to college, especially community college. We've got the Michigan Reconnect program that started in 2021. That's helping uh, folks get uh, on the path to a two-year associate's degree in career training for uh, people who are 25 and older. It's you know reversing that trend of that downward trend, and uh, we'll see if this is something that's sustained and we continue to see these increases. The bottom line at the four-year public universities in Michigan, total enrollment for 2023 for uh, graduate and part-time students, full-time students, and increased about 0.53%, 0.53% year over year to more than 257,000. And that reversed an 11-year decline in enrollments. It's going in the right direction. And we'll just throw in there, just throw some more numbers. First-time freshman enrollment increased 3.9%, more than 41,000 students last year. So you're seeing this, perhaps, uh, this trend emerge of people going back to college or pe- more people going to college and uh, seeking to get that degree for career training. Crane's Grand Rapids Business Senior Writer Mark Sanchez, thank you so much. Thank you, Patrick. This has been Focus West Michigan from WGVU for Wednesday, February 14, 2024. I'm Joe Balecki. Our audio operations manager is Rick Beerling, and our news and public affairs director is Patrick Center. We'll be back with more news and events in West Michigan tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.